Hello and welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host Christina. We are back for the second episode of the series Southland first season. That was said all out of order, but I think you get the gist of it. This episode, which is called Mozambique, was directed by Nelson McCormick and written by Ann Biederman. Premiered April 16th of 2019, and I gave the episode an 8.7 out of 10. We really were focused more on one particular story arc. There were a few things that happened that were tragic, but for the most part, we were all about the missing child and figuring out why this baby is abandoned, left to crawl in the middle of the street and almost be ran over. It was nice to see the team working together, the detectives and the, what do you call those? The, uh, the beat officers, so to speak. But it was nice seeing in the same room. Yes, I'm watching a, uh, a, a two-year-old right now <laughs> who is in the background uh, enjoying herself in my wallet. So I thought I would try to to record this podcast. There's not much to talk about in this episode. A really good one, but it it was, for the most part, very centered. We start with uh, everyone congratulating Ben Sherman on his, his shooting. On the incident, even one person came up to him and said, you should have or be nominated for for basically the Medal of Honor. Even though Dewey's an asshole, you still saved his life and he's one of us. And his partner, John Cooper, is kind of flabbergasted. He's been on the job for all of 30 seconds. Maybe stop uh, flattering him so much. And you see the immediate aftermath of how that can go to someone's head as they are driving uh, Chica is with them as well because I guess because her partner uh, she doesn't have anyone to partner up with yet because officer Dewey we knew he was shot but apparently he's also retiring so she is riding with them for the day uh, they go past a, a store it looks like a robbery and Ben just jumps out of the car he had told him to wait he goes through the back he starts screaming he doesn't understand the language being spoken he hasn't asked any questions he just assumes the man with the gun is the perpetrator and he tells the actual suspect to run and luckily john knocks him down and arrests him and waits outside to teach him a very valuable lesson as ben comes out and says well let me tell you about the 14 things you did wrong you gonna learn today he said look the perpetrator is actually the one that we arrested he is the owner of the store uh you didn't check the other person for a gun he's like do you have a gun sir no he took it off of me and thus you was out here trying to john wayne it and you made a whole bunch of mistakes in the meantime and to his credit ben took it like yes sir (laughs) 
<laughs> yes sir apologize to this man that you just arrested i'm sorry sir <laughs> he's like he's new uh he made a mistake but yeah he was being um he was being robbed and he took over the situation which many do in those type of neighborhoods where the they have to protect themselves and you just don't assume you never assume what the situation is until you get into the situation and you always wait for backup don't let your head swell it's funny because he's driving and cheeky's like hey john hey john you always got to pay attention to the road john there's a baby in front of you <laughs> and they stop traffic to pick up this little baby boy lydia adam shows up with her partner um have we gotten his name we have but i don't know if they've said it in the show they've definitely said it in the show right russ they show up uh they wonder what happened could he have possibly been dropped off um maybe the mom was picked up and she didn't tell him about the baby and you have john making a joke maybe it came from heaven <laughs> and lydia and russ have to take the baby back in the car she's like we don't have a car seat it's okay it's four blocks i'll just drive really slow to finish up on the missing child case lydia and russ follow several leads uh, one is a tip from an informant that tells john at first hey i'm a little high but i don't know nothing but feeling bad decides to roll back up on him and on his bicycle and be like so the baby came out of a box i can show you where it is and i got a partial blade <laughs> john's response i'm gonna fucking kill you <laughs> so that leads to a prostitute who has a record but she's like nope it's not my baby i lent it to lent my car to a friend uh he has a girlfriend named bessie it's her baby i would never lent him my car if i knew he would have done some crazy shit like this that leads to them finding the male that they're looking for they roll up on him it's nice seeing the operation go down right they knock on his door they bust it in he's got drugs all over the place rush tries to arrest him but he's like i ain't going back to jail and jumped his ass out the window why are you running why are you running a chase ensues <laughs> on foot very frustrated that this man just will not give up he shoots at cheeky then drops the gun then jumps over a fence then gets cornered in an alley and they're both like just drop the weapon he takes out a knife they don't want to kill him which is definitely portrayed in a kinder light than we would expect from the lapd since he does have a weapon of some kind and i love the uh the line from russ or from john russ you want to shoot him yes i do let me give you something a little less lethal 
because he requests that and he takes great pride in shooting him with a bing bag oh dear we are in trouble russ also lives in a very high class area with detective sal salinger and i find that to be very telling about uh, where they come from to a huge extent once they take the man into custody he's all like well she's always dumping the baby on me i don't know if it's mine the girl went straight and thus i decided it was best for all involved if the child was dumped on the street in front of what i know was not a hospital or a police station but an industrial building hoping the baby would be picked up uh but he committed so many crimes that they end up tracking down the mom lydia goes to speak with her she seems like she's trying to get her life together she stopped using the minute she got pregnant she's doing and following all the steps that she should be to get back her baby however dcf is not about that Uh, they've taken a different approach to these women and lydia definitely feels some kind of way about them being in foster care and just dumped into the system so she's disappointed to hear that that's exactly what's going to happen she even tries to talk to the dcf worker like hey i thought you're supposed to be reuniting parents not splitting them up but she brings up a few good points like she endangered her child she does uh the child does have a bruise on his leg but she explains no that's because he tried to get out of his his uh booster seat i I don't know what they're called anymore (laughs) high chair there we go and that when he tried to get out of his high chair he it was used so he scratched his leg but please 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 help me get my child back because lydia realizes that's exactly what this woman is trying to do not allow her to have that child back so lydia commits to helping her get her child back and she has been doing the work and she proves hey i i i have a sponsor someone who who is talking to me that's very nice i'm in church my child goes to church i can give a piss test to prove that i am not under the influence of any drugs or have been in a while so we ended on a happy note with the mother and child finally reuniting she even says look it's you and my ass on the line because of this russ noticed how attached lydia got to the baby and this leads to her going to see her ex who she hasn't spoken to he left her a message four months ago he has uh another woman it looks like he has a daughter or it's her daughter but she's like i made a terrible mistake and i do want children he's like uh my wife is right there or my girlfriend whoever this is (laughs) and i think i should probably go in now 
clearly you had a moment at work and you just go show up at my house all right but it's a little insight into into lydia and that was the extent of our case for the week we did have some odds and ends once again with uh the teasing between john and ben where he's talking to someone at the bar i will say michael cutlet's all dressed up like that here comes the money here we go money talk here comes the money Tiki's there at Dewey's retirement party. She's nervous about the speech that she's going to give. She admits she kind of likes the guy, even though he's a complete and utter asshole. He admits it as well, and also that he's an addict. But no matter what, he loved his job and he loved the people he worked with. Everyone seemed to know he was an asshole, though uh that's when we learned a little bit more finally from ben john had made a joke last episode where did you learn to shoot the country club and he said this episode yeah that's exactly where i learned to shoot is the country club and then (laughs) he goes a little bit further to explain that the asshole father he left uh his mother and him but that his career also caused issues because he's a shit shitty defense attorney meaning he probably represents bad people he didn't get someone off so they sent people to his house and he doesn't go further into the story but it finally breaks the ice between boot and his mentor later on cheeky tried to get more of that story and she and he straight up shut her down i would say trying to record with a one-year-old on your lap mm-hmm. that's definitely a choice <laughs> uh cheeky was trying to get her some maybe He's like, you looking all types of good. I'm looking all types of good. He's like, yeah, I have to go home. (laughs) And I'm not giving you the rest of that story. Uh, She does admit that her speech sucked, which it did. Out of all those speeches, hers sounded so vanilla. Uh, But that is how Dewey's retirement party goes down. A few other things as well. I guess we should go to Moretta and uh sean is that the actor's name or is that the character's name <laughs> i know it's sean hosty hoisty sammy sammy and nate they are saddened to hear that janilla is not going to be put up in kind of witness protection because she decided to testify um because <laughs> they don't have the financial resources and why would a uh, latina uh-huh go across town to kill a black person that's the dumbest uh comeback i ever heard she's interested in joining the kid detective thing they got going on sells him on it pretty quickly because she showed up at a crime scene the crime scene involved a man killing another man on something over three dollars like he was disrespecting me he owed me money and i i couldn't deal with that uh afterwards 
there's uh issues with sammy and sal's personal life sammy and tammy are arguing about the dog that they were only supposed to keep temporarily but now she's in love with the dog doesn't want to give him away she does not freak out when he is given away to the guy that's gonna take him gonna hold uh do some goat herding whatever that is <laughs> and thus um it gets them out of gets the dog out of their lives but alas the dog sniffs some type of drugs that was in the car because he lent it to his son and it ripped up the whole entire interior and he is so happy or she is so happy to learn that he no longer wants the dog and sammy's not there to say anything about it so she happily takes him away he has to go to janilla's because they had sent someone of course they sent someone uh, the guy ordered the hit from jail like i need you to take care of my little girl problem and they go to the house and shoot it up and don't manage to kill anyone so not only are they inefficient <laughs> uh they failed their mis- mission they are then taken to a hotel with a pool she's so excited about the pool but it's a sad situation because sammy has to pay out of his own pocket for them to be placed in a safe place and he's like you wonder why we don't get anyone to testify even after what has happened to her you still want her to testify and you can't even take care of her so because he wants her to still testify he has to but he can't do it forever there needs to be something in place for this nate is the one that runs the the program and sammy's like make sure she gets in the young junior officer program and she wants to be a police officer a person we really only saw briefly in the first episode was sal we get a little bit more from him his wife is angry at him he has been carrying on an affair with a reporter who is way all over him you just introduce yourself to his daughter kimmy and then at the bar not even five seconds away you all just one kiss out you seem sloppy in a mess she um kimmy that is is picked up by her father when she goes to hollywood boulevard he tells her not to go because there's terrible people there she goes anyway gets her navel pierced finds out her father's having an affair thinks it's super cool because mom's a bitch he's like don't disrespect your mother (laughs) like that's not what you're doing they don't talk about the fact that she busted him in an affair and the last thing they have a discussion about is the fact that he disapproves of her life choices to get a belly piercing and that he's going to shut the place down because they did it illegally doing it to a minor this is exactly how children would react growing up in the beverly Hills scene and knowing that their father is a police officer not even a police officer he seems to be a police captain um not too much from dewey this week 
that pretty much sums up that particular story arc there's not much else uh like i said very solid episode as far as the case going the action a little bit of this a little bit of that of uh, what one would encounter on a daily basis of being a police officer it's gonna come with a little bit of danger but it might also come with a happy ending as for lydia where she actually is able to help someone we do have feedback from queen shy so let's hear what she has to say about this episode Christina it's me shy I'm here to give my feedback for Southland episode two um I thought this episode was good um it was a little bit frustrating though (laughs) not gonna lie I spent some of it just rolling my eyes because it was just so unrealistic and in the way it went down I still like the the whole vibe of it you know the grittiness and uh you know how they how they how the scenes are it's almost like a documentary type thing how they go how they do it and so i enjoyed that um because it just you know helps um bring in that realistic feel to it um but first and foremost i i just gotta say it the janilla story is ridiculous to me (laughs) i'm the i am just not feeling this story because it's so unrealistic to me it just doesn't make any sense um, in so many ways for example all right it seems like she's what 13 14 first of all you know you're an eye i mean you're an eyewitness to a crime you're testifying in a gang war type um <laughs> type uh situation and yet you're showing up to crime scenes you're hanging out with cops you're acting like and you used to be a girlfriend to a gang member to what the grape gang and so why is she so stupid why why they have her acting so naive and so like oblivious to the dangers that come from you know it's like why would the why would i don't even remember the cop again I don't, I don't have everybody's names yet they caught why would a cop have to tell her that she doesn't need to go around telling people she's like that that that's a no-brainer like why would she not know that <laughs> why would she need to be told that to not go around telling people she's going to be testifying in a in a trial with a gang member and then I mean, I get the whole, you know, there's you no, know, there's no money, blah blah blah, but then I was like, you know, and the cop made a good point. It's like, okay, it's not like they, it's not like she just staying put in one spot, just staying in the black neighborhood. I mean, she does go other places. She can be seen out, and I mean, didn't they shoot up the the one kid last episode? I mean. So how like that's the most asinine reasoning for not relocating somebody, and, you know that's given given eyewitness testimony to a attempted murder, and then I'm like, 
that you know what the cop said again sorry i don't know names you know it's like well that's why we don't get people to testify we can't get people to testify because you're not doing anything for them you're keeping them in the dangerous situation that they're you know that they currently are in you know by staying in the in the environment that's going to get them killed so why would they come forward like how does that I mean you find the money, you find the way. You don't leave these um eyewitnesses hanging like that. And again, that's why it's like one of those situations where it's like, I'll be damned if I'm gonna sit there and tell you I'm testifying, yet you're not keeping your end of the bargain. That's ridiculous to me. I mean, and then her house gets shot up and they still like, Oh, my bad. I'm like, how would you know that it was like you don't even know if it was a great game. It was, the, or the other, or the, the people putting a hit out on her. Like she's testifying, her house get by testifying against a gang member. Her house gets shot up, and y'all still not gonna help her. I'm sorry. That's when I'm like, uh, it's been real. Okay, uh, I see. I just, it's just, and then the grandma. It's like, why would you? <laughs> that just that whole thing just frustrated. So this, it was. I don't know. It's like it, it was good. I like again. I like the how they're doing going about the whole um, show, um, the feel of the show. But these storylines, man, I like the. I, actually, I didn't like that one either. <laughs> the whole um, child services one. That is so not how that works. It's not even funny. It's like that is so unrealistic. You you just automatically. I mean, and that's where you know it gets such a bad rap because it's like uh, that's that you don't just oh yeah you you're you're whatever you're not getting your kid back. So <laughs> it's like who does that? That's not how the system works. I mean, <laughs> oh my goodness, it's uh it was just it was just ridiculous. Uh, that whole storyline in regards to um the uh the uh child protective services part because that is so not how that works it's not even funny um yeah the yeah i'm still trying to like get a feel for the characters because it's right like right now it's like very um what's the word i'm looking for everybody's just so like standoffish just so I don't know. It's like they got their walls up. No one's like everyone's serious. Everyone's you know business. Like we're not getting the only personal life we're getting into are people that I'm not even interested in. Just like the cop and his wife selling the dog, and the dog apparently was a narcotics dog at some point. And so it's like in that whole thing, I'm like, okay. I mean. Uh, I don't know. I'm interested in Ben's story, the um, rookie officer. I think that's his name, the rookie officer. I'm I'm really interested in what his backstory is, and um, I'm not. I mean, it seemed like that one, the female chick, took a liking to him. I'm not feeling that too much, but if it it is what it is, um, what else? Yeah, uh, is I'm I'm kind of confused who that dude was. Like, was that her ex boyfriend? That she went over her ex-boyfriend, Regina King's you know, character. She went over her boyfriend or ex-husband or ex's house and with with her with his new family, with his new whatever relationship he's in. 
to proposition him about wanting a baby? I'm like, what? That whole thing was, I'm like, are you serious? You, you just bold like that? You just go to the man's house with his, where he's, you know, up with his wife or girlfriend or whoever she is and talking about, you want a kid now. I, I didn't, I don't, so obviously there's more to that story. So yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to take it all in and try to figure out what, you know, these characters and, I mean, I'm, we're seeing, I mean, I don't know if this story is mostly just about what they're doing out in the, out in the field, out in the streets and not so much their personal life because the one guy that we're getting the personal life from, I'm not really that interested in his personal life and the, that of his wife because it's like not making much sense. And then we got the Dewey retirement. So that's something. I guess him getting uh, shot up <laughs> was the last straw for him. It was time to retire. Then we got the other cop that's having an affair and his teenage daughter is out doing like, where's the mother? Like, I mean, are, are, you, are you, is she working? Like, why are you the cop who's on duty going to get your teenage daughter who's out doing shenanigans and where's your wife that i don't know it's just this whole thing was weird and then him have this affair he's having with the tv reporter okay uh, i mean i'm just um i mean i'm just not interested <laughs> i mean i don't know what else way to say it not i'm not invested at this point of course i'm not i mean i'm invested in regina king's character and then ben's character and all of that and but yeah i'm like i'm still trying to i guess get a feel for who these people are and what they're about and we're getting a little bit of things here and there um more of that one dude and his wife than i want to see but outside of that not too much um so yeah, that's I think that's all I got for this one. Um, I have a feeling Janilla's gonna get killed because she they just got her acting dumb and being dumb. Um, that's the best way I could put it. I'm sure there's a nicer way to say it, but I'm not trying to be nice. So <laughs> it's just so frustrating that whole storyline. But anyway, on that note, until next time, much love, peace, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, shy. That was shy with her thoughts on the episode. It's going to take a little while to fill out the characters. Um, I I kind of rather enjoy getting very few snippets and really figuring them out uh, myself based on that, the information that they get. I think it's more about how their job of influences their personal lives in a way uh i was gonna i knew you were gonna say something about the whole dfs situation because i know it is fiction in this case and that it wouldn't go this was just a feel-good story that hey someone who fucks up can get another chance it also could be different from state to state i actually don't know that uh but i have heard that other some states are harsher on women with drug problems like they're eager to take their children away but it's my experience as well growing up in in midwest ohio uh midwest ohio in the midwest region that 
usually it takes a lot to take a child away even if the parent is a drug addict drug addict especially mothers they'd rather get them help counseling but it's not to say that they wouldn't temporarily put them in foster care or open a file but you would know more about that than i would um i will say about the the whole thing this is the thing because it's lapd so it is a different state i can i can tell you from experience that what they were talking about the money to switch them uh uh-uh, that's absolutely realistic uh unless it's a high profile case where there's people showing up with news crews there's a lot riding on that it can lead to other the downfall of a, a cartel no there is no money in the budget for that you have to understand when gang violence is so prolific everyone witnessing a, dr- a gang shooting is that that's not if they'd had to move people for every time they had someone testify in that case yeah that's a lot of money from the government that they're not going to do and by them saying she's affiliated with a gang on her own um yeah they figure hey you have another gang to protect you from that gang they don't know or really care that much that she broke up with the guy she was dating from the gang and i know you're a little harsh on janila and you think that that's not realistic and i respect you on that but i have to disagree it does not shock me how naive or dumb people react uh janilla is as you stated a child but she's with a grown-ass man you know from marquee from the gang like i think they mentioned that the first episode that he's way older than her she's a bigger heavy set girl in the hood i've watched this happen too many times unfortunately <laughs> uh to know that it's just it's not unrealistic it does happen she's been eager from the beginning to talk to the police she's been putting herself out there call me no one told i mean she does need to be told if she walked her ass down to a crime scene talking about i live on this block yeah that she needs to be told that clearly gives you an indication of how naive she is i wonder if you're thinking because it's from a black character that we can't be treating them as if they aren't street smart but just because you live on the streets don't mean you're street smart she is entirely too attracted to the bubble of getting close to a dream that she's had like she reacts just look at the way she reacts when she gets shot up at her house most people will be still stressed out about that and she's all like well it doesn't matter i've been moved i get a pool she is not mature in that level where she is fully understanding how dire her situation is and her grandmother is trying to do the best she can but even she is kind of like i can't stop her from doing what she's gonna do and i want her to get together with a <laughs> with a drug addict or a drug dealer but that's what happened um uh, he clearly was some serious yelling and screaming what did i write that down for <laughs> i have no idea what that was referencing <laughs> uh i never cared about tammy so i'm with you all that uh but it is 
kind of showing that people have very, have a hard time with their interpersonal relationships uh tammy's just a whole hot ass mess but everyone mentions about how they've been through several marriages in this department and we see sammy in his first marriage what kind of people attracts police officers or who would stay with police officers i think that they're giving a very varied version of that story versus you know all police officers are married to upstanding women and citizens of the world i I think that there's something more to be said that's a broader context for uh, that particular relationship but uh other things i think i would just say (laughs) give it time you'll learn more about you know why one thing leads to another thing uh i think the wife being a beverly hills coming from the beverly hills and talking about their blogging i think that indicates that they're housewives uh (laughs) so no spoilers i would have suspected that uh even if because of just where they live where that area is and i'm not sure if you know a lot about uh la but i know quite quite a few people who've moved there and moved right on back because it's a different kind of beast so i get what you're saying it'd be nice that janela was more street smart um but she's not (laughs) you know uh you get the grandmothers you know she said i've been raised by my grandma my dad's in jail my mother's a drug addict when you come from that particular life and no one's raising you yeah you're just not gonna get all the lessons that you think and you're eager to please the way in which he clearly has an infatuation with uh sammy to begin with it's it's all there it's all there for me to see in translucent colors (laughs) that make an unfortunate sense uh we don't want to acknowledge it because it's it's horrible but it's it's also not as unrealistic to me because I've, I've just seen too much of the experiences but yeah you'll get to our my favorite characters um are definitely lydia um i like russ a lot he's a complicated character uh of course john john's another very complicated character there's a lot to him uh that we haven't even scratched the surface on so there there will be a a moment where you'll get to understand them a little bit more but they are slowly doling that out which i like in police shows to be quite frank i think it's primarily about the the job but it's nice to see how it affects them on a personal level so that we're emotionally invested and we just haven't had or you haven't had enough time and i think it's fair in the show hasn't really given enough for that to be uh something that you're really going to be looking forward to each week so i'm gonna stop rambling the baby sleep (laughs) which might give me an opportunity to watch another show so if you want to send feedback on our next episode blackrocouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe Till next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.